Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also reach out to me at convoscws at gmail.com. So today we're talking about toxic stress. Can stress kill you? And we all know the answer to that. Um, we, We deal with stress from a lot of different areas in our lives. Some of those areas that create stress or jobs, um, relationships for sure, um, family, finances, children, pets. There are just a lot of different places that that stress can come from. And I think that um, we don't always realize the subtle stressors that we're exposed to, the daily frustration or fatigue or Um, anxiety that we deal with Uh, for example like when we're driving driving is a huge stressor Um, so you think about commuting every day dropping your kids off to school every day and the stress you deal with just from driving that's before you get to stress from work or any other stress that you may be experiencing So it's just really important to understand where our stressors come from because that lets us know the type of stress that we deal with. Now, when we talk about toxic stress, we know that toxic stress is bad for us. But did you know that there are other types of stress? There is positive stress. Yes, stress can be um, positive sometimes. Um, and you can have tolerable, tolerable stress, which is um, temporary and can be managed based on the type of social supports that you have. And then there's toxic stress. So let's go over those um, a little bit in detail. Positive stress, it can make you feel the same way as other types of stress, but it usually results in a positive outcome. So for example, um, taking a test um, can be a, it can be a positive stress, uh, a positive type of stress because the stress that you're feeling can actually help you perform. Sometimes um, sports um, in sports, um, different types of sports, the pressure or the stress that's experienced can actually result in a higher performance for that individual. So there are times where um, stress can be positive. I know in one of the groups I'm in, they talk about positive peer pressure, where the pressure that's placed on you from those that are surrounding you actually causes your performance to go up. So that's those would be examples of positive stress. Um, tolerable, stress is, tolerable stress is serious but it's temporary. And again, it can be buffered by the types of social supports that you have around you. So what would be an example of tolerable stress? Well, the end of a relationship, that could be very stressful um, for the people involved. But if you have a good support system around you, you can tolerate that stress for that short period of time and then move on. 
uh, losing someone that you care about could be a tolerable stress. And again, it's temporary, but the social supports that you have around you buffer that stress and allows you to move through it. So toxic stress is um, prolonged um, a prolonged stress response. So this would be chronic, long-term type of stress in your life. Um, in the absence of social supports, toxic stress can really do a number on you. So intolerable stress, that stress is mitigated by the social support you have. And if you're in toxic stress situations, that person does not have those protective relationships so it makes the impact of that toxic stress a lot more significant so what are some what are some examples of toxic stress uh, trauma traumatic experiences uh, can be toxic especially if it's a long-term chronic experience that that person is having uh, unstable housing a lot of people don't realize that being um, unstable in housing is a toxic stressor. Um, the stress that, that comes with um, not being able to secure long-term housing is significant and it really does impact um, those individuals. And if it's a family, it impacts everybody in that family. Um, poverty is also a toxic stress. And again, this is because of the chronic nature of it. So this would be chronic long-term where a person is unable to mitigate the stress by having good support, social support around them. So those are examples of positive stress, tolerable stress, and toxic stress. So what happens when we are exposed to toxic stress and what is it exactly about toxic stress that, that what is it that makes it bad well when you have prolonged periods of toxic stress your body actually has a biological response to that so the biological response to prolonged toxic stress is overproduction of, of, of cortisol in your blood. Cortisol, elevated cortisol has been correlated or has a relationship with um, all different types of um, health issues and problems. So if you have consistently high elevated cortisol levels, you may start to notice problems with your sleep pattern. You may not be able to fall asleep. You may not be able to stay asleep. You may sleep in the daytime and be awake at night. Um, elevated cortisol can really, really impact your metabolism. So some people that are exposed to prolonged toxic stress may see weight gain. They may see weight loss. Elevated cortisol can really elevate your blood pressure. Um, and this is because of the way cortisol is processed in the body. So prolonged chronic stress can lead to 
blood pressure increase. It can impact your immune system. And what cortisol does with the immune system is it, it, it can make the immune system over respond. And so you get a lot of inflammation um, in the body. And um, elevated cortisol has been correlated with mood swings, which means that um, um, you can potentially see a person having mood swings. Now, if you're experiencing toxic stress and you're, you're being exposed to it for a long, long period of time, you can have any or you can have one or more of these things happening to you. And this is just a small part of the list of of how elevated cortisol can affect you there are also um, other things that can happen with elevated cortisol including chronic fatigue migraines um, acid reflux aggravation um, arthritis depression so it's not an all-inclusive list and remember um we respond to stress as, as, as individuals. So some people experience toxic stress and they'll have a response like maybe they'll have high blood pressure and mood swings and another person may just only have sleep patterns. So we respond to toxic stress individually. So that's why it doesn't look the same in everyone. And I think that's important to note because when we're talking to our friends and family and we're giving advice about, well, you know, what we should do about the toxic stress remember that we all experience it differently and especially for children children um, toxic stress has such a tremendous impact on children and we have to remember that children don't experience um, things the same way as adults and so it, we we should be sensitive to that but they can have a lot of those same experiences so we want to uh, make sure that that we are aware of the stress that we're feeling or exposed to and how that may be impacting us so i just gave a bunch of different ways that elevated cortisol can impact you you have high blood pressure immune system problems um, weight gain, weight loss, sleep, depri sleep deprivation. But let's talk about some of um, the, the impact of chronic stress psychologically as well as physically. So you have two responses going on. You have a physical response, which comes about because of the elevated cortisol. And then you have an impact on a person um, psychologically so what are some of the things um, that we could see psychologically in a person that's dealing with toxic stress they can have memory problems toxic stress can impact your memory um, individuals may experience anxiety or depression and there's really no set rule on how people respond to chronic stress so one individual may be very very anxious and on the edge and another person may go into a deep deep depression panic attacks could be possible um, for those dealing with 
chronic stress, uh, fatigue, um, decreased sexual performance or interest can be some of the things that you can see in chronic stress. So again, knowing whether or not you're experiencing toxic stress and then where it's coming from is very, very important so that you have the information that you need to work with your health providers or your counselors or therapists to help you um, alleviate some of those symptoms. And I think like when you when you take living conditions into consideration, as I said before, poverty can be um, uh, a, a toxic stress experience. When we think about uh, areas that are struggling with lack of services, lack of transportation, lack of jobs, um, high, high crime rate, high gunplay, um, the people that live in those areas experience um, a level of toxic stress that's, that's pretty significant. You can have people also in very high pressure jobs um, that those jobs demand results at any cost. I'm thinking about maybe like jobs on Wall Street where there's this, there's this really aggressive um, aggressive uh, expectation that people go after uh, corporate goals at all cost. That's toxic stress too. So that's why it's so important that we kind of take a step back and look at, okay, um, am I experiencing toxic stress? And is it coming from my job? Is it coming from my family? Um, is it coming from maybe the, the area I live in? Is it coming from the drive, the commute to work every day? Where is this stress in my life coming from? Because the goal is to deal with the stress so that it doesn't impact your health, um, mental or physical health in a negative, a negative way. So let's say now that you know that you're dealing with stress, the first step would be to identify what kind of stress it is. Is it positive stress? Or are you having an experience where um, you're learning something new at work and it's a little stressful, but the outcome is going to enhance your performance? Is it tolerable stress? Is it a temporary situation uh, where your friends or family can help you get through it? Or are you experiencing a chronic long-term um, type of stress. And then once you identify what type of stress you're dealing with, now you can use um, stress management principles to help address those symptoms that you may be experiencing. So first we want to identify our stressors. What is causing you the stress? We want to look at every area of our lives that we're that's causing us stress. Is it school? Is it work? Is it um, the drive? I keep mentioning the drive because let me tell you what, sometimes I'd be really stressed out when I'm driving. I can't even tell you, you know, people be doing the most sometimes. I'm like, what are y'all doing? But uh, that driving is definitely a source of my stress. But we want to know what exactly is causing your stress. Then 
from a stress management perspective, how can we deal with that stress? Is it possible for you to eliminate things? Um, Well, you know, I drive to work every day, so I can't eliminate that. I can't move that off my plate. But maybe if your stressor is um, something else, um, maybe you can move that item off your plate where you don't have to deal with it every day. Can you reduce your exposure to the stressors? So we've identified our stressors. Can we reduce our exposure to the stressors? Um, We can try relaxation techniques, deep breathing, yoga, meditation, physical activity, working out, hiking, swimming, those types of things, and even nutrition. Nutrition plays a big role in the body's stress response. So we've heard about food deserts and places where people can't get um, quality nutritious food. Um, A lot of times these food deserts deserts, um, are full of fast food places. Well, we know that if we're not getting proper nutrition, that can amplify the stress response in our body. So nutrition becomes a big player in managing your stress. So are you getting the right kind of food? Um, are you, do you have the right kind of mix of foods? It's not, just, it's not just cutting out carbs and fat and soda, but you need a balanced nutritionist a balanced nutrition approach, especially if you're dealing with toxic stress. Do you have a support system? Do you have friends or family um, in your inner circle that can help you problem solve, help you create new strategies or routines, help you find um other solutions to dealing with your stress that you may not have thought of. Uh, Support systems are extremely important, and I think in this age of digital experiences and online experiences and being cut off um, from people for two years of the lockdown and COVID, we have to revisit social connection and support systems. We all need one. Um, quality over quantity. You don't need 55 million friends, but you do need friends that are or family that are dependable, trustworthy, and that can can um, hold you up if you need that. So, again, support systems are really, really, really important. When it comes to um, dealing with stress on a on a daily basis, stress reduction techniques are really helpful. So you have so many different types of techniques. Now, it's really important to understand that every technique doesn't work for everybody, but you can try different techniques with different situations to see where you get the most relief. And that could become become part of a routine that you develop that helps you deal with stress. So some stress reduction techniques include mindfulness, um, maybe meditation. There is, um, there are a ton of apps, Apple and Android, that will help um, help you develop a meditation routine. 
Um, but in a lot of cities, they have classes that you can go to. Um, it's offered in, um, you know, at different workout gyms or different facilities or different organizations as part of um, what they offer. So you can check into that. Visualization is a type of stress reduction technique where you use imagery to reduce your stress response. So when you hear people say, just go to your happy place, just go to your happy place, that would be an example of a visualization. Because when people say go to your happy place, you actually literally close your eyes and you imagine what your happy place would look like. You design it in your mind and then you place yourself there. That's a type of visualization and it's very, very powerful. There are deep breathing techniques um, such as yoga. There are many, many different types of yoga. There's not just one type. And um, deep breathing or the breath is a fundamental principle of yoga. And that can really help bring um, the stress that you're feeling down. Tai Chi, which is another type of um, um, experience is a slow body movements that are designed to help you get into a reflective state and um, calm you. So a lot of local organizations and groups offer Tai Chi classes and it's something that you can check out and it's a very powerful stress reduction technique. Um, another another great great stress reduction technique is is physical activity get your workout on uh, grab a friend go to a park get outside hike bike um, there are so many ways to be physically active I think when people say when you say physical activity people think of you know lifting 300 pounds in the gym it doesn't have to be that it could be a nice walk in a park it can be a nice hike, um, heels or no. <laughs> it can be a run. It can be a jog. It can be a walk, which is a walk jog. Just get moving. And for some people, physical activity really, really does help with the stress reduction. And then spiritual building. Um, building on your faith system, whatever that is, um, is a great support system. And... If, if you don't have a support system in place, whatever your value system is or whatever you're leaning towards, maybe a place where you can find people to help build a support system. Um, there's a lot of different um, um, faiths and values out there. I just encourage you that whatever you believe, look into that as far as um, building a system around you that helps support you. So when you think about it, mind, body, and spirit you can put these different things into place and together collectively they can help you manage the stress that you deal with every day whether that stress is positive tolerable or toxic so a couple of other stress reduction techniques i want to mention is time management um sometimes for a lot of people we experience stress because we don't manage our time well we're not organized we're running here to there doing this that and the other and i gotta do this and do that sometimes when you get an active time management strategy together and you use tools like 
to-do lists, calendars, and you have a more organized approach to what you're doing, it's not as chaotic. And if it's not as chaotic, it's not as it's not as anxiety provoking. Um, so time management can be a really, really, really powerful tool that helps you um, reduce your stress. Now, I mentioned um, a little earlier that there are a ton of applications out there that help with stress reduction. So there, um, there are a couple of them that I, I just want to mention real quick. On um, Apple and Android, Insight Timer is a great guided meditation app. Um, there are over uh, 3,000 free guided meditations that you can check out that could be helpful for you. Um, on Apple, there's an app called Relax Light, um, which provides guided breathing exercises that use calming music. Um, on Apple, also, there's an app called Sleep Time. This is something that um, an app that will help you sleep well. And um, then there's another Apple app called Moods, which is an easy way to log your moods every day and keep track of, of how stress may be affecting you. If you have a Fitbit or smartwatch, a lot of those come with deep breathing prompts um, and sleep trackers that can let you know if you're sleeping. Um, you can set the, uh, if you have the option to prompt yourself to do breathing exercises, you can set that up and make it a routine in your day. Um, and that may be real helpful as well when you're trying to manage stress. The bottom line about this is that managing your stress is part of a, an overall mental health wellness strategy. Um, in order for us to maintain our wellness, we, we really need to identify the stressors we're dealing with in life and we need to address them at an individual level and maybe even at a community level, I would argue, because if many, many people in the community are dealing with stressors, then not only do you have individuals that are stressed, but you have whole communities that are stressed. So we want to enhance our wellness by, you know, calling those stressors out, creating routines or strategies to address those stressors. And um, so we can be the best version of ourselves that we can be. Remember that mental wellness strategies um, address mind, body, and spirit. So if you're working on one but not the other two, you may not have the level of uh, outcome that you would like to have. And I think that's another important um, um, aspect. A lot of times you get books and tapes and conferences that say, do this or do that. But really, it's a multi-layered approach. In order to get as well as you can, to stay as well as you can, you really need to address anything that's impacting your mind, your body, or your spirit. So stress is something that we deal with every day. It's something we can manage. 
it's something that we can get help for. If you're dealing with um, toxic stress or the stress stress reduction techniques that you've tried don't work, um, there are a ton of mental health professionals out there that can assist with um, helping you find a way to better deal with your stress. So thank you so much for tuning in to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.